Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome once again to another great episode of Free on the Inside. I'm your host, Minister Joy Lewis, and you're listening to Free on the Inside, a program to inform you, to encourage you, and to challenge you to be all you could be in Christ Jesus. We're so happy to be with you once again, for this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. You are in for a great time this morning. We have a great guest that is going to be on here shortly, Dr. Valinda. She's going to tell us about her upcoming foundation here, so we're excited about what she's doing, but we want to encourage you to continue to listen to this program. We want to encourage you to continue to be about our Father's business. We want to encourage you that the best is yet to come when you're, in the, when you're living uh, a life that's pleasing to God. Let you know that God is up to something in our lives here. Amen. But I'm excited about uh, what God is doing at this time. There ain't nothing new going on in my life, but just being in the presence of God, just excited about what he holds for me. For me, for we know who holds tomorrow in his hands. Amen. So I'm excited about it. But our guest is coming up this uh, morning here, Dr. Belinda. She has a foundation, and, and she's seen a need, and, and, and she's attempting to reach that need uh, with the help of God's people. And she's going to come on, and she's going to tell us about her foundation to reach the refugees in Cameroon. That's a uh, country in West Africa. And so please be mindful that you're the voice that you're hearing is the voice of someone that's caring, someone that's attempting to meet the needs of God's people. And so the next voice you'll hear will be uh, Dr. Uh, Belinda. Hey, the calling number, again, that calling number is 310-982-4126. Please call us in on that number to ask questions for my guests. Or just listen in and see what you could do. She's going to give us some contact numbers. So just give, us, uh, uh, give yourself an opportunity to assist her so the next voice you'll hear will be uh, Dr. Melinda. Good morning, doctor. How you doing? Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, people of God. God bless you all. God bless you all. God bless you all. Indeed, we're excited because today is the day that the Lord has made for us to rejoice and be glad in it. We're privileged and fortunate to see today. So we wake up with a spirit of of gratefulness and with a, with a um, you know, just having this gratitude because as we speak, mind you, God has had mercy on us because some people have died this morning, some people died last night, and we've seen today. So I always wake up with a spirit of gratitude and I'm always excited about every day that I see. Amen, amen. And I can hear it in your voice, and I thank God for what you are doing here. You know, I was just thinking about your your ministry and your mission, and it touched my heart. I'm doing what I can on this side of the country and on this side of the world, but yet you, you have a need that expands what I'm doing here. So tell us about your foundation and what you're attempting, what are you doing through this foundation to help the, the, uh, to change the lives of God's people? 
Well, listen, listen, listen. Um, the Belinda Babylon Foundation is a 501c3 foundation that, you know, um, let me just kind of tell you guys a little bit about who we are first. My name is Belinda Babila. I happen to, I call myself the most, uh, well, the, 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 the CEO, but by CEO, I mean, um, you know, like, you know, the unpaid worker of the charity. Well, we are a 501c charity giving people quality of life worldwide. Um, what, what what we do is we, you know, we advocate for social change and equality for, for, for people in the underdeveloped and, and disadvantaged communities in Africa and in the community locally. So our goal really is just to save lives, relieve suffering, enhance quality of life, and maintain human dignity. So we advocate for social justice and, and human welfare. All right, all right, go on. And, you know, and that's a great need for that. Now, you're saying that for the uh, uh, disadvantaged uh, uh, people and nations. Now, tell us more about Yeah, the that. disadvantaged and the underserved communities, you know, we are here, we're headquarters here in Dallas, so what we do in Dallas locally, because we have to bless the community that we're from, locally we do the Feed the Homeless every Sunday, where we go downtown Dallas, at the heart of downtown Dallas, and we just give warm meals to our needy, our homeless on the streets, and besides that, our other field work that we do is we go back to the other part of the continent, which is the motherland, Africa, and which has a huge, huge, huge needs. We go back into the continent over there, and we try and sustain the underprivileged, the refugees, you know, the, the underserved, the marginalized. Our current core project that we're doing is we're currently sustaining refugees from Cameroon who are in Nigeria. Like, current, let me just give you a little brief history of what's going on in Cameroon. Cameroon is the country where okay. I happen to be originally from. So, and uh, it's a two-part country, French and English. Um, they've kind of had their independence since 1960. Like, it's like a 10-state kind of country. Eight is French, two is English. For the past 36 years, they've had one president. So the English-speaking part of Cameroon um, were, they, they were very marginalized, very sidelined. So they decided to... Like they used to be a country of their own prior to 1960, they used to call the British British Southern Cameroon because they were colonized by the British. And then the, the eighth French state used to be called La Republique du Cameroon because they were colonized by France. So they kind of came together to see if they, to merge as a, as one country. But since 1960, since their merge, there's there's really been no progress, no innovation. So the English country said they want to they want to go back and be a country of their own. And then the the government is resisting them. So they started a protest in October 2017, and the government. Um, has sent out troops, military troops, to come and, you know, fight the peaceful protests. So from that 2017 to date, we we have about um, almost 15,000 people are dead, and about 30,000 to 40,000 people have fled Cameroon, and they live in a neighboring country called Nigeria as refugees. And we have about, we have over 1,500 being jailed, you know, as labeled as terrorists, in the nation. So what, what the BBF does, which is the Building the Bible Foundation, what we currently do as a core huge project is we're sustaining the refugees who are in Nigeria. There's over 30,000 of them, and we actually have an office and a, and a food bank in one of the cities there called Oyo, 
Oyo, that particular city, has about 6,000 Cameroonians in it. So we have a food bank where the refugees can come collect weekly food stipends just to be able to survive. We call that program Livelihood Sustenance, you know, where we continue just to give them daily daily, uh, um, nutritional items, and we give hygiene and sanitation supplies to the kids, to the women, to the, you know, and we also handle... Uh, we use we do um, menstrual hygiene management where we give them non reusable pads so so the females do not get infection and all of that and um, we also handle the internally displaced because mind you the crisis in the zone of Cameroon has propelled about half a million people to flee to the French zones. So they're called they're, they're internally displaced right now. So those ones to are kind of like a refugee come in country. So we sustain those as well, just with basic nu- nutritional items as well. We give them nutritional items every one month. So pretty much that's a every summary. One month? Of our current, one. Every month. Yes, because yes, every month. Because of lack of resources, oh, you know, we we can do we we can do it more sooner because of lack of resources. Yes, I'm just thinking just that one month though. You know they really have to stretch that. So that really means that there's a greater need that even when you come back to supply the next month. And so so you know now um, yeah. uh, organizations that are uh, that's able to help you. How can they go about supporting this effort that you're doing for the refugees in Cameroon? Well, that's why this is this is an awareness uh, kind of talk this morning. This is a lobbying talk, calling all asunder organizations, private company, government, to really join us because really it is a, it is a call for concern. It's a call to action. Um, they can support us. We are a registered five hundred one c. Every donation that's given to us, they get a letter at the start of the year, uh, like you know, a, a tax exemption letter where they can use it for their taxes. Um, and we, we accept checks through the charity. We can accept um, online giving through PayPal. We can accept Zelle. We can accept Cash App. Okay, 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 great, great. So there's really no need why anyone can't assist in this effort you know, to help change the life of the Cameroon and also of a nation. Now tell us about the young people, men and women over there. You know, because I know that with the war being displaced and the refugee, Nelly, uh, you had made mention to me earlier about the supply of uh, school uh, items, you know, the uh, backpacks and, and school material. Now, how is that project coming along? Or what's going on? Well, give us some insight on well, that. Good, good, good. And also with the crisis that has, you know, that's going on kids in Nigeria, the live in the refugee camp. What has happened is the UNHCR, which happens to handle refugees, the United Nations High Commission for Refugees, all they've done so far is they've come up giving them, Nigeria has given them land. The, 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 the UNHCR has built them some, some accommodation and they have like, you know, they have like a hall for school. But at that level, we just did a campaign for about 600 kids in three different camps. BBF gave them almost uh, a thousand, like 100 chairs, 800 tables, 300 chairs for, their, for our back-to-school campaign. Our back-to-school campaign, which we, we just did this past Tuesday, was education is freedom. No child should be left uneducated. So we just did a huge, huge, huge campaign, which we're really proud of. We were able to cater to 600 kids. Our donations there were we gave them uniforms. We changed them from no uniform to a good color uniform, blue, blue and yellow, which, which happens to be the color of BBF. That's our theme color. 
We give them 100 tables. We give them 300 kids' chair. We give cartons of books, cartons of of, 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 of um, pencil, pens, uh, and then, like, you know, like, um, we give them um, – um, like like the kids the kids toy like like the educational toys where the kids can begin to you know use images and just kids toys um, pens pens so we give them school bags we give them over three hundred school bags and uh, I'm trying to make sure that I can remember everything that we that, that we give out but we gave all those items this past Tuesday and we did that in collaboration with the UN so we we were really excited about this last outreach. And the oh, teachers were very appreciative. The teachers were very appreciative. And I have pictures of before and after where you see kids sitting on the floor. Now you see them on the chair. We have pictures of before and after where kids did not have school bags. Now they have school bags. Where kids did not have uniforms. Now they look colorful. And I think with all of that, we're trying to bring the kids, uh, we're trying to bring, raise the momentum of the kids. So despite being refugees, they can continue to learn in a, in a, in a quite comfortable and, you know, comfortable environment. Because mind you, how would a child study well when they sit on the floor? How would a child study well when they go to school without the basic material that's needed, for, you know, for school? So we really feel very, very, very much, you know, accomplished on that. And we do appreciate God for, you know, Helping us, and on this on this note, I want to use this opportunity right here to appreciate the Dallas, the Cameroonian Dallas pastors, who sponsored this particular back to school campaign. I want to just appreciate them. I want to pray that God continues to bless them, and 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 continue to use them to be a resource, to be a blessing to others. Amen, amen. We pray that also. You know, and, and as you was thinking about that, I was thinking about how the mindset of a child is being changed by they having the right resources, they dressing in the appropriate attire, how they seeing their future and not their past. And my head goes out to you and your organization for bringing that forth there because that's a mighty undertaking there. That's a mighty undertaking because there's forces at work that's trying to hinder your progress. But I see that and I hear that you have a heart. The, uh, of never giving up or giving out. You know, as you go forth, I pray that you're able to uh, touch the hearts of the men and women in which this ministry has been exposed to, that lives are being changed at this very moment here. And we know that that's a great task, but you're not in this alone. And I'm looking at a flyer yeah. right now. you got an upcoming event. I want to talk about that because it's a beautiful flyer. And it touches my heart, yes, Lord. Thank it's, you. It's people that are consistent, that are people that that uh, that are uh, faithfully that wants to participate in something like this. Tell us about your first annual Black Tie. Yes, we're excited. we're excited. We're excited. We're excited. We're excited. I mean, you can see the excitement all in my voice. I can you can imagine. Listen, this is it, it's taken us three years three years to ever do the first black tie event and we're already really excited and we want to just use this opportunity first to thank the Lancaster City Mayor who is going to be the keynote speaker at the event. We wanted to say thank you sir for humbly accepting to patronize our event to be you know to be a, a, a patron to the event by coming back to speak to our people. We appreciate you. We say God bless you. God continue to increase you and God continue to be use you to be a community servant and to be you know to just be there for others. So again, this is a you know a, a celebration call to the Lancaster City Mayor Lord Clyde Haston. Want to just appreciate him first because you know for him to give us that platform to humbly accept to come talk at 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 our event, it means a lot not only to us but but it means a lot to the African community as a whole. Okay, so coming back to the event, we're excited. Yes, yes, yes. The event is November 9th. 
November 9th, 2019. It's, it's our Every First Black Tie event where um, we decided to come together. And the goal, again, is to continue to be able to, to sustain the current project that we had. That we have, we, we, we needed to come up with a strategy that we can raise some money to sustain it for 2020. So the theme of this year's uh, event is Livelihood Sustenance and Empowerment to IDPs in Cameroon and Refugees in Nigeria. So what's going to happen is we would, uh, we, we were, we're calling all, all asunder to come join us. To come join us, it's a collective effort to be able to make that that you know that change that we want to see. And I always say, um, to me, it is always a, a huge privilege to be used by God to be able to be a blessing to somebody. So what BBF is really looking for at this juncture is we're looking to connect with like-minded people who you know who want to be the change and who want to be that change or who want to see change in the world. We're calling them to come out today and support a cause in the community by their donation. They should be proud to be part of a cause that goes back and put and put a smile, white tears on the faces of you know the refugees, on the faces of the prisoners, on the faces of the unserved and people. So it's a call to action calling all of us on that to come out and join us. So together we can get this done. We can we can continue to have that food bank in Nigeria. We, we can continue to have that food bank in Cameroon to be able to um, do our weekly and our monthly outreaches. If we have more supplies, definitely on both ends, we will do week, weekly give backs to the community. So at least, you know, hierarchy of needs, we all need nutrition is the most important aspect for us to be able to live. So, so we can continue to at least provide for them nutritionally. You, you know, as you were saying, I was thinking about what you were just saying about uh, just uh, people that are, have a heart and a compassion to give back. You know, a lot of times we look around and we see that the need is so great that we want to help people. But we have to realize that we're not in it alone. And I am so glad. I am so pleased. I am so proud that you're willing to reach out to the community and to like-minded people that you stated earlier and say, and compel them to come, you know, because we can't do this alone. So we should be able to compel other people. And I thank you for putting together this event. I pray that it goes well. I pray that it will be the first of many fundraising events for this particular call. Now, tell us the location. You may mention other yes, it, the location. It, it will the be task. located in Dallas. It's going to be located in North Dallas off of mine. Um, let me read. Let me get the actual. It's going to be located off of Dallas, mine five five zero Skillman Street, Dallas Texas seven five two four three. Um, and it's going to start at eight o'clock. We plan to have live band music, um, you know, entertainment, food, drinks. Um, just you know, we we plan to really celebrate our guests because we know that anybody who's going to take out time to come out is somebody who wants to be a contributor to the causes, who wants to be part of the most, you know, those who are impacting the impacting the community, you know, through their giving. So again, I always say. Charity is giving is an honorable thing, and you should be proud to be part of a movement, you know, that goes back and support the needy. So, you know, by your coming, that's how you can confidently say, listen, 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 I support this cause. I am very, you know, uh, 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 um, I'm very, you know, I'm very grateful or I'm very proud to be a donor that supports the cause 
you know, supports refugees in Nigeria, supports IDP internet displays in Cameroon, supports prisoners in Cameroon. So you're giving, you're being part of this event. You, it, it should be something very proudful. You know, you should be able to tell your loved ones, tell your friends and family that, listen, I am here, but I support this cause. You know, and to me, it's it's a worthwhile it's a worthwhile action. You know, I know we we go out and 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 spend our money on on the mining things that 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 does not add value. I would I would rather spend my money on something like this that adds value to the community. And beside that, you get your blessing from God. So it's a win win. Yes, anyways. Yes, it is. Hey, man. Hey, you know, you said something a while ago about the prisoners. You know, I do prisoner jail ministry. We spoke earlier. Now, uh, now the jails are different in, in other countries, in Cameroon and in West Africa, than they are here. Yeah, give us an insight on what the inmates can expect on a daily basis that oh. in a jail set, such as oh. uh, West Africa, Cameroon, oh or Nigeria. My God. Oh, my God. You do not want to be in jail in Africa. You do not want to be in jail. You do not want to be in jail. You do not want to be in jail, Minister Lewis. You do not want to be in jail. They are in one of the most deployable conditions ever. We do we do have a jail ministry where some of our staff go out there, but again, because of lack of resources, we're not there as much. So we plan to be really there 2020 and be that difference. Listen, the conditions over there, they're, they're not as we are. Mind you, we're still in, in a third world country where human rights values are not very much protected or adhered to. So people in these jails, they all, most of them are suffering from severe, severe malnutrition. Most of them are suffering from infections because they probably do not even have basic hygiene needs. Most of them are just suffering from a lot of psychological problems because of the way they're being treated. Human rights values are not being adhered in African jails. Most of them sleep on the floor. They, you know, they they, they don't have sanitized um, um, toilet to, to toilet environment. Most of them leave the jail very very sick with all kind of skin diseases, and and you name it. So it's really 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 bad. I would, I mean that if I, that's how I can overemphasize it. Yes, and you know that's something that we can't imagine because we go to jail here in this kind of a clean environment, kind of control environment. But other places doesn't take the initiative as we do here in a first world country in the United States and other countries that has, uh, that is uh, uh, have an established government. I'm gonna put it that way. You know, I was just thinking about it because you know some of the guys on that jail I do jail man, and they say oh, they like a food. Tell us about the they uh, they food over there that uh, you know because now they get three meals a day over here. But over in Africa and another place, they may not get the meal a day. Tell me how often are they able to eat? Or is the government supplying them? Or do relatives come out? Or what's the scenario on just oh getting something God, to eat well, on a regular well, basis? In some jails, in some jails, sweetheart, I think you're on your own. <laughs> you're on your own. Oh. <laughs> Literally. You're on your own because to me, you know, over there in Africa, they still have a, a mentality that jail is punishment. So once you go in there, you're stripped off of your basic human right, of, of your right of food. Your right of your right of nutrition. So when you're in there, if you don't have relatives, like the last jail outreach I did was in April. We went out there in April, and oh my God, the testimonials, the testimonials are oh my God. Some of us are in here six months a year. Nobody gives us anything. Nobody comes out to give us anything. Ah. There's a dare need. There's a, there's a huge, huge need. Some of them just live at the mercy of other inmates. Like, for example, you can have an inmate who has a family who gets visited. So what happens is, you know, he would he would give you some he'll give you some stipend to hand you out something as a friend in in jail. So whatever they have, because they become like you know they become almost like a fra, you know a, 
you know, like, you know, a fraternity, a brotherhood or a sisterhood in there, and they just come and support each other like that. So pretty much, even, I mean, Joe is a place that's going to need a lot of basic, like, you know, vitamins because they're not, they're nutritionally compromised. So vitamins would help to just bring them at the optimal level where even if they don't eat all the required nutrients of the body, the vitamins that, that they take would supplement. So vitamin is something which I, you know, I would really love to distribute in all the jails next year a lot over there just so that even if they don't optimally when it's one one um, tablet of vitamin, it can kind of sustain them, you know, and they continue to kind of look healthy and fresh. So, yes, so that's our goal. That's our plans. So those are our plans for 2020. Well, I'm glad you shared that with us. Uh, and my head goes off to you and what you're doing. Now, doctor, how do you manage to keep doing what you do? Carl, that's a that's a great task there. What gives you the staying <laughs> power to continue to be on the battlefield? Because the, we know that the work is the weary. The grace of God is always with mine. You are a servant of God. You know, you know that he, you, <laughs> so, he, he who is in us is greater, is greater, greater than he who is in the world. And, you know, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, honey. That is where my strength comes from. And the wise factor that that I have in me motivates me to keep doing this because it is my mission. It is my assignment. It is my purpose. So I am just focused in it. And, I mean, you know, when you're in your, in your area of purpose, you do it effortlessly. And when God gives you a vision, he, he knows to give you provision. So we're just trusting God. We're just believing God because we're a Christian-based charity. And this is our early assignment first to, our first assignment first to God and then secondly to humanity. So we take it very very, very serious because our creator, we don't give him fluff. So we have a, we have one of our core values is excellence. So that core value, the spirit of excellence dwells in us where we go above and beyond, sweetheart, and push. And, and again, we just give our best and we leave the rest to God. And once we give our best, we leave the, that particular area fulfilled. And, you know, we've done our best. This is, you know, we, we stretch it to the most that we can so that we feel um, fulfilled by like we gave we gave our best and God takes the glory. Hey man, hey, you know I, I asked that because I asked that from all our guests that I talked to because sometimes people are thinking that it's it's easy. Sometimes thinking it's effortless. Sometimes thinking that you just being lucky. No, you being blessed, oh no, but you're not giving up. No, no, you done had some difficult times. You done had some challenges. Oh, I can hear it. I know it. I sense it. But yet you yes. don't press oh, yes. yourself. Absolutely. You but you know what? Oh, that's a blessing right there. Yes, and you know what? It's a lifestyle, sweetheart. I just, it's like I wake up every day. I, I had to brush my teeth this morning to talk to you. So it's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. <laughs> yes, it is. It is. I have to shower you know, every day. I, I, it's a lifestyle. Yes, and I ask you that here because someone is listening. Someone wants to be able to be involved in God's business. Someone have something inside of them where they feel like they've been held hostage. That's, a, that's the name of my program, being free on the inside. I talk to you because you had that freedom. If nobody else want to go with you, you're going to go by yourself. So nobody believes in what you do, you're going to believe in yourself because you had that freedom. And who the Son says yes. free, Christ Jesus is free indeed. You've been free on the inside. Yes. I do jail prison. I that's do right. I do a lot of things that sometimes people get mad at me. But so what? I'm doing it on to God. Sometimes people walk That's away right. from it, 
So what? I'm doing it this That's hard. Right. I have that freedom to That's keep right. going. And they look around and say, man, are you still doing this? Well, yes, I am. Why yes, we, we, <laughs> love, yes we're doing, doing this. Are you still doing that? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. I'm going to use that there because it's a lifestyle. And, and I thank you it's very much. I'm not going to hold up for your, uh, you uh, uh, take up the rest of your day, but I want to thank you, thank you, thank you. And, uh, you know, I met you uh, just a week ago, but our souls have seen the connect because we had that same desire to serve our yes. father, to be a servant, to help those that's in yes. need. Uh, I take it serious when he said, go ye there forth and baptize in the name of the father, huh? Son of the Holy Ghost. I take it serious when they say those that can save a soul from death cover a multitude of sins. I take it serious when they say if my heart condemn me, God is greater. I take it serious that God be for me. Who could be against me? I take it serious. That's right. All those That's things. Right. Uh, you know, I, I just, you know, I apply what I teach, uh, uh, what I teach, and what I've been taught uh, concerning the Word of God. Because you know, That's right. and all believers know that uh, that we have resources that we know not of. You know, sometimes we looking at the cost of God and say, I got this. You show me what you have, and I'll show you what I have. And God got us, you know. And so my hat goes off to you and what you're doing. You know, uh, uh, now how often are you down at the street ministry downtown? Well, we're, we're out there every Sunday. So if you're listening to us, join us every Sunday at 3 p.m. You can come be eight. If you can't come, your money can go for you. So we, we take donations because we have to buy them warm food every every weekend. So if you can't go, you can always give us, um, you, you can always support, you can send your, your your support, or you can come in person and bring something with you and join us, feed our homeless. Or you can support our cause and uh, support us to have to, to raise money to be able to continue to um, restock our food banks. So the way to donate to support our causes is we have Cash App and a contact number for you to reach us who is listening is you can call 214-296-7209, 214-296-7209, and that's the same Cash App number. You want to support via PayPal. Our PayPal is Belinda Babila Foundation, no, Belinda Babila F. That's Belinda Babila F, which for, for, for F for foundation, at gmail.com. Belinda Babila F at gmail dot com, and or you can also write a check to us, or you can sell. You can sell. You know we have all the different donation parts, and then our website is www.healtheworldafrica. Healtheworldafrica. Africa with a K dot com. So those are our portals. You know where you can always be. A, you know support us, and or you can always contact me, Minister Lewis, and he will find a way to reach me. And you know, and trust me, your donation. Go back to the, you know, to the uh, refugees, to the IDPs, to the to the prisoners, and and God takes the glory, and you take the blessings. Hey, man, hey, man. we have a call on the line. We say hello to you. This is Brother Daniel here. He's gonna come on here. Good morning, Brother Daniel. On the net with Doctor Belinda. Talking about good morning, Brother Daniel. How are you doing today? I'm good, sir. God bless you, sir. Uh, I'm glad you uh, was on the show today, and I really enjoyed your your brief uh, description of how things over there and between being over there and over here. Uh, I have a lot of experience in being around, uh, you know, uh, people from uh, Africa, most of those countries over there, and they they give me a lot of description about some of the conditions. Uh, that they suffered, and most of it's about the hands of the government. You know, that's why they get they got treated that way. And basically, I could consider 
us as being citizens of America, that we are really blessed by God, that we do not have to be uh, subject to those kind of conditions in order to live, you know. Um, yes. A lot of things, like you were talking about being in jail and uh, 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 getting clothes and stuff like that, and, you know, it just, it just, they just, you know, one lady told me uh, she came from uh, the Congo, you know, they speak French yeah. over there too. And yes, she yes. Told and me I do that, speak French, Mr. Daniel, yes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yes, okay. ma'am. And, uh, they, you know, when you tell me, you know, like, she, basically, she told us, us Americans, we're spoiled. Huh. Yes, you know, <laughs> absolutely. You got it right. Yes, sir. Very. Yeah, we're spoiled <laughs> because, you know, what they had to go through and a lot of things that what, you know, you know, they come over and they see us and they say, God, man, y'all got it made. <laughs> That's you know, right. You're, so you're right. You're right. Blessed. We're blessed. We're really blessed. And, and I, I really admire you for what you're doing. And like I said, Brother Lewis, and, and you know, I really admire him for bringing you on to our show. All right. Thank you so much, Brother Daniel. We appreciate you. And thanks for, you know, it's always, I think we're at that, at that level in life where we need to create awareness. And I always tell my kids that, listen, we're beyond blessed to be in this part of the world. Trust Amen. me. You guys have, I mean, we're beyond blessed just to, America is a land of immense blessing. That's why when I see the amount of waste around, you know, I'm like, oh my God, I wish Cameroon or Africa was like two miles away. I'll just carry all this, dump all this waste, which would become luxury over there to all these people who, who all need this. They know in this house, you can't waste food. You can't waste food because it's somebody who cannot even have a meal a day. Yeah, of gratitude. Yes, we could have that the the spirit of waste is a spirit that I cannot stand because I know what mm. is, how somebody is in their need of your waste. Well, I know what your waste would do to somebody else's life on I the other was, side of the continent. That's another thing, ma'am. I want to ask you. I was looking at a site where they said that. Uh, the water conditions, like they don't have fresh water. Yes. And yes, sometimes have they have to go inside and build wells because basically the water and stuff that they drink uh, is kind yes. of contaminated. Absolutely, right? Daniel. And that's why we have we have, we have something called typhoid in, in Cameroon, typhoid fever, which has killed so many Africans because of the the bad condition of water. Most of uh-huh. the most of the community have to bore hole, have to dig down, and sometimes they don't dig down enough, so the water that comes out is not even treated because they don't even have the chemicals to treat the water. So what happens mm. is, and I've had I've had to witness this, you know, growing up because at some point we used to have the water that came out even from our faucets. You know, originally I was born there, so I lived there for you know a good part of my life, a good teenage part of my life. I came here in my twenties, mm-hmm. my you know when, when I was nineteen. So um, we used to get the water, and we would do a local filter, mind you, Daniel, where we we'll put water, and I think my mom would carry a lot of sand, and then on top of the sand they'll put like cotton, like 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 like, like cotton balls, but a chunk of cotton so that that would serve as a filter for yeah. water to get yeah. filtered. Yeah. So that's you know, uh-huh. so that it can come out clean. So we would so uh-huh. I've had to witness that handmade filter just because you know, uh-huh. you know yes you know, I mean at that time filters weren't something very common. So we did we I did witness that growing up because the water even that came out of the tap 
or the faucet wasn't clean enough. So we had to, my mother had to find a way to, 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 you know, to refilter it all, you know, so that's how we got the water cleaned. So yeah, most, so most people have to use those, those systems just to be able to have water, even to cook, like, you know, and, you know, like, you know, do other side of things. Yeah. Amen. Oh man, hey, Dr. Belinda, God bless you. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and end it, your portion of the show right now because you've been a great guest. I'm looking forward to you okay. coming back on here at a later date to give us an update sure. on the foundation and what you're doing. And I want to encourage sure. you to keep doing what you're doing for the Lord. I want to encourage you okay. to never give up on Amen. God, and God will never give up on you. And I and I pray that, that God continue to keep His hands on that ministry. I'm looking forward to seeing you again. I go uh, downtown where I met you at the other day. Uh, about every other Sunday because I'm doing the jail ministry downtown. And I know you had a desire to maybe be a part, or be involved in that. And so I give you some Absolutely contact numbers and you can be a part of our yes, women's sir. ministry. The women go down there once a month to lose their And I go twice a month myself. Okay. And so maybe you can go okay, down there well. as often as possible and just uh, share with them what it does say to the Lord. Encourage our ladies to be about our father's business and encourage our women to once they get outside those four walls that God have a need of them. God is going to do great things from them to let them know it's not just a jailhouse God. You know, we have yeah. men and women that are incarcerated, but yet they have that freedom, that free on the inside. I'm going back to that again because they know, they know how to work. That's right. They know the scripture, but once they get out, they feel like they say, wait a minute, I'm the only one out here doing this. I'm by myself. No, you're not. You're not by yourself. Yeah. God has planted you right. in a good place. You know, because, you know, when Jesus healed one man that was, or that was filled with the, the, uh, demonic spirits, he exorcised this, uh, this demonic spirit out of this man. The man said, let me go with you. He said, now go back to your home. You know, that's what we want to do. We want to plant. I'm talking about Christians. We want to plant that seed and let it go and, 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 and germinate somewhere else and let them know how good God is. What you doing, not only here in Dallas, not only what's doing in West Africa and Cameroon and Nigeria, but you planting seeds that's going to spread from continent to continent to coast to coast. And, and it's going to share with the love of God. It's going to let people know that there's a God. It's going to let people know that God is greater than all the things that we can deal with. I deal with drug addiction, and I know that men, they, they are, they're tied up in drug addiction. That's a demonic spirit, but it lets you know that you can't be yes. set free from those things because guess what? Those type of conditions are going to be here as long as we live. But God is going to give us That's the ability right. to live through those things and encourage some other young man or woman. Hey, yes, you can live through it. Yeah, they got liquor store, they got dope house or whatever was was your uh, habit. But yes, you can be strong and and mighty in the name of the Lord. And that you have Amen. been through some things. And, and people know about some of your testimony and some people don't know. But yet you still have the ability. I love that. I love that. I see that freedom being manifested in you. You say, yes, 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 I have that freedom to do these things here because God is for me. Doc, thank oh, you, thank amen. you, thank you for what amen, you're doing. Amen, I'm, I'm looking amen, forward amen. to seeing you. I'm looking forward to being over to the uh, Gala event. Once again, before I let you go, tell us where, the, where your uh, first name is going to be so people don't say, hey, I didn't know. Okay, okay. Uh, say just, 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 say, just tell me again one more time, Minister Lois. Tell me again one more time. What was the question, sir? I lost you on that. Oh, uh, your, uh, uh, I'm sorry. What's your uh, first annual Black Tie fundraiser event located at the time? 
Okay, good. Listen, 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 listen. This is a shout out. This is a call. This is calling all asunder wherever you are. All roads lead to Dallas come November 9th. It's happening Saturday, November 9th at the Nirvana Event Center. And the address to that is 9550 Skillman Street in Dallas, Texas, 75240. It is the theme is livelihood, sustenance, and empowerment to IDPs in Cameroon and refugees in Nigeria. And it's happening under the patronage of the Lancaster City Mayor Clay Hastings. We're very excited. He will be the keynote speaker. We have the, the ticket fee to go in there is fifty dollars and and mind you, fifty dollars would put food on families in Nigeria on of uh, that's refugees in Nigeria, IDPs in Cameroon, prisoners in Cameroon and and, 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 and homeless on the street of Dallas. So mind you that you invest in fifty dollars, but the value is what thousand dollars. So be our guest, tell somebody to tell somebody, to tell somebody that it's happening come November 9th, BBF First Black Charity event is happening. Come and be our guest. Come and be an honored guest. We, we are very honored and we, we, are el- we will be very elated to have you all come be a part of this great move, come be a part of this great change. And your coming is going to cause wipe a lot of tears and put smile on faces. It's going to bring back hope to the hopeless. It's going to give a voice to the voiceless. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Yeah, it's 8 o'clock, 8 p.m., 8 p.m., 8 p.m., yes. And it's, 8 p.m. It's, it's 8 o'clock in the evening, yes, sir. Right. All God, right. God bless you. God bless you. Probably seeing you again. Uh, looking forward to the, you being a guest on the show at a later date. And God bless you. You've been a great guest this morning. Amen. 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 God bless Amen. You. Amen. Amen. We want to thank Dr. Belinda for being a guest on our program. We're going to make that transition here. Uh, what a great opportunity for her just to share the goodness of God and, and what God is doing. And we encourage you to come on out and support this annual event here. This is our first one. So let's make it a great one in the name of the Lord. Amen. That's a great need for She gave us a lot of information about some things that we are unaware of about the great need for the refugees in Nigeria and, and Cameroon and how, they are, uh, how their needs are, are being challenged. But, yeah, we know that we have men and women of God that will see the their needs, they're seeing about their needs, they're faithful about what's going on in their life. So we ask you to be a part of that great event here. You're listening to Free on the Inside. The calling number is uh, 3109824126. You two can call in the show. That We have Brother Daniel around here. We have several guests that say they just want to listen to the program. So we honor you in there and those things there. And also we have a great archive section. Uh, we encourage you to go to our archive section. We have been doing this a number of years, and we uh, uh, we build up quite a catalog. So please come on out and be a part of what's going on on that in there, and then you too can see what God's is all about. We didn't had writers on there, and we had uh, entrepreneurs in the business sector. We didn't had uh, uh, designers and engineers, and we also didn't had you. You've been a great guests each and every week. I say that because you, you're faithful to the committed member, uh, followers of this program. You're faithful, and I, we honor you by being faithful, and we pray we bring in quality uh, programming and guests to your listening ear that you too can listen in and be encouraged by the Word of God. Now, we have Brother Daniel's going to come on and share some things with us, and then we're going to go back with to the business at hand. Our next guest is coming up here. He's uh, unavailable at this moment, but so we're going to uh, leave us a room for him to come in and share with us. Brother Daniel. 
Hello, hello. Good morning. Good morning, Reverend. Yes, yes sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. I'm doing great, though, brother. Our next guest is not available right now, so we're going to go ahead and fill that in now. Hey, bro, I want to thank you for calling in. I want to thank you for what you have been doing. You know, Brother Dan, you're very gifted in photography, man. And, you know, you take some outstanding pictures. You have been uh, sponsoring uh, – how we've been through your photography, and we want to thank you for those uh, for those things. That some of the pictures that we put up on our website that you have a hand in those things. There, tell me now, how did you go about developing your craft? Because somebody needs to know. Well, I started out at a time, uh, Reverend Lewis, when uh, you know, like uh, we didn't have these cell phones, and uh, my dad was a like a amateur photographer himself. Uh, he he learned it in back in the thirties and when he was in high school in the forties when he was in high school. And so what what he left me was like a big chest of old photographs of my family. And basically I started looking at those photographs, I started analyzing them, I started seeing the different techniques that people use in taking pictures. And kinda after that I kinda set my sights on wanting to learn about how to take pictures, you know, like uh, back in the day, everything was mostly just black and white. And so I think some of the first pictures I remember was I saw some of those pictures of Bonnie and Clyde, you know what I'm saying? Bonnie and Clyde took some pictures, man, when they had this old Browning camp. And, uh, you know, like that's basically how they got in trouble with the police. They knew who they were. They didn't know who they were at first because they didn't, they didn't have a picture on, but they kind of, you know, they they incriminated themselves by, you know, having these these uh, photographs, and so the photographs were so graphic that basically they stigmatized and and, and kind of a woman, you know, they had her smoking a cigar and everything like that, and she looked real rough looking, you know, which she really wasn't. They was just playing, play rolling, you know, role playing. So at the same time, I later on I went to school and uh I met this uh this photographer uh, guy, you know, when I was uh I started working and I bought me a camera and I just started taking pictures going around in the uh South Dallas area. I just go to some of those clubs. I take pictures of the musicians and special events and and I just was slapping. Like I was saying, everybody had a camera. I was the only one that had a camera like that, you know uh, not the only one, but I was mostly the only black guy that really was kind of, you know, taking pictures. You know, we had all the photographers in Dallas. You know, we had Mr. Keaton, George Keaton. You know him, you know, up there on up there on uh, Forest Avenue. You know, he had a big studio up there. Right, I know. But and, and, you know, those are beautiful uh, sceneries up there. Also, you know, they got a lot of homes that are being up there that are actually being uh. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, they put on the uh, uh, archive list, I believe, is what they call foundation homes that they have up there. That yeah. that they do, yeah. uh, they re- they revamped and redone. So that's great. That's great. Great sceneries up there. Yeah, and then I took some lessons from Mr. Hickman. You know, you never heard of Mr. Hickman? He was a, he was the first no, no, photographer. No. He was the first photographer for Life magazine. No, no, for 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 uh, what's this black magazine? Uh, Jet, Jet magazine. Yeah, and he, and he and he taught he taught us how to develop and and then I learned another technique from 
this uh, uh, Caucasian guy by the name of Mr. John Griffin. He was like a, he had his home studio in his backyard. And so what he did, he made a little deal with me. He told me, well, Richard, you know a little bit about construction. You know how to do a, a, that's what I'm saying, God put me in the place. He taught me how to work on construction, and then I knew how to do construction work. And he said, well, you got a gift, and I got a gift. So we're going to compromise on our gifts. And so hey, I did constructive work for him, and he taught me photography work at the same time. So I learned how to develop color. I learned how to process. I learned how to print with the printing. And he had, his, he had everything you could do in his backyard he could print. He had his own printer. You know what I'm saying? So basically, yeah. I could print up anything I wanted. Rev. Lewis, you know what I'm saying? I kept so many pictures, you, man. You know? And you know, Brother Daniel, I was just thinking about that's a dang craft and skill right now because that's something that someone needs to know. I, you know, because I always uh, try to find something out of young men. You know, I do the juvenile ministry. Yeah. And I say, what are you good at? And if you're good at photography, uh, you know, go into a photography. Or if you're good at working with your hands, why don't you just go into uh, being a mechanic for right now because there's greater things to come. Because whatever you start don't mean you have to finish that. So, uh, you know, go on, man. Because yeah. someone needs to hear this. Someone needs to know that, hey, I got some skills that, that's valuable. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, like everything else, uh, uh, photography or uh, kind of, it kind of got a. It kind of died out because it was some medical reasoning behind, and you know, uh, and and Kodak and stuff like that was having getting sued because that that chemical was making people sick. I'm telling you that you might not know that, but you know when you develop, it's a it's a it's a it's an acid that you use that that makes this film harden and, and you know what I'm saying? Chemical reaction. And most right, of the time you really have to wear gloves. Yeah. You gotta wear gloves. Yeah, and if you don't wear gloves, it gives this in your skin. Hello? Yeah. Go back You have to wear gloves. And you know like a lot of these uh places like uh uh, CVS and Walmart and all that. When they were teaching and they had people working for them, they were getting contact dermatitis on their skin. Uh-huh. You know, because these, okay. these chemicals. And then, and you know, like, and basically, it's, well, we're going to do away with with developing. And every now and then, they got these machines to do it now. Now, I know there's, there's not too much hand contact with them now. You know, you can learn how to do it. In your own home dark room, but it's real expensive because these chemicals are real expensive. But I'm not, you know what I'm saying? But it's a nice thing to learn. But like I'm saying, like everything else, they have a way in order to make it easier and safer so they let these machines do the developing. All you do is basically load the chemicals inside this machine and let the machine do the work. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, but, uh, but the camera the on this part, the camera uh, is brother, like brother uh, these. Uh huh. Brother Daniel, what is some of the pictures that you enjoy taking? Do you like, yeah, brother Daniel? Do you like scenery? Do you like uh, 
uh, uh, people, what what are some of your favorite uh, scenes that you like to take? Well, most of the time, I like to I like to look at scenery. I like uh, imagery. I like some things that like uh, mostly like special events when you know they're never going to be repeated again. So like special programs. Or, uh, I used to do wedding photography. I used to do parties and. Like I'm saying, I got a lot of musicians that they're not here no more. I got some pictures of them, you know what I'm saying? I used to, like I said, I used to go in these clubs and take these people when they playing the horns and stuff on stage. And later on, you know, they might die, and then I, I still got the pictures, <laughs> you know. And uh, I got some pictures of uh, what's this guy's name? Uh, Al Bliskin. I took some pictures of. City County. Oh, yeah. I know Mr. Ragsdale. I used to go out and take pictures of him. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I was just, like I'm saying, I was just, it's just something. I was just at that spot at that moment. And God basically blessed me to be there to do this, to learn this. But at the same time, Mr. Griffin, he told me and he taught me that, uh, like, like he used to take pictures of wrestlers, man. I used to, man, that's how I met a lot of wrestlers, too, man. He used to come over there. And they used to come over there and want to buy their pictures. And I said, look at that, man. That's Bearcat Wright, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Iceman and stuff. Hey, man, you got my pictures ready? <laughs> yeah. And they, uh, you know, and he 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 was, a, he was a real smart man. He, You know, he taught me about the different cameras and how to set those knobs on there and the dials and stuff on there. Then later on, I went to a Eastfield school, college. And I, you know, I kind of furthered my education a little bit better. I took a course, and, and this man, man, he was a, he was a perfectionist, this professor. Oh man, he was, he was basically, man, he, he'll cut you up, man. You know, he cut you up real bad. And then what he did, he really taught me about that, that dial on that, on those cameras. You see all those numbers on that camera? Equal, equal. Right, models. yeah, for the focal center lens and stuff. Yeah, yeah, but now there. you got these chips inside these uh, cameras and the phone that basically it calculates. It makes those calcul- calculations computer-wise, you know, so you don't have to do all that thinking like you used to have to do a long time ago. I am what I'm saying. Like, they make things easy for people nowadays, and they don't have to do too much thinking no more, Reverend Lewis. You know, I don't know whether this is a handicap, you know, like you say, you want the young man to learn how to do things, and like, once you learn how to do it, it's real fun. But it's a lot of thinking, and basically, it makes you kind of smart. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It yeah. makes you kind of yeah. smart. You know, you, yeah. yesterday, uh, Reverend Lewis, I was in class yesterday, man, when I went to school, and I did some little substitute teaching yesterday, and I just noticed, man, how. You know, through these kids now going with these telephones and stuff like that, and they texting and stuff, man, seems like it's making them kind of lazy or it's handicapping them. You know what I'm saying? Because they don't, they don't really well, learn the I, process. I, different generation we live in. Yeah, a different generation. It's, it's something that we have to yeah. do, something to grab their imagination, though, brother Daniel. You know, it says it makes them lazy, but you need to let them see structure. Just get them and make them over again. Yeah, yeah and that's yeah. why they got you, you do. doing things with these kids. 
You get them, you teach them, you you kind of reconstruct them. Everybody needs to kind of be corrected because there's a lot of bad habits that you take on that you basically they don't want to be corrected. Most of the time they need they need substance in their lives. You know what I'm saying? Guidance. Everybody yeah. needs guidance in their lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What 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 grade was that you were substituted for yesterday? Oh, uh, it was about the eleventh and tenth graders. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. So they yeah, you know, like, 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 but then that's where you have to be creative, and I know that you, they need to learn that. Uh, that uh, they call it a second language. You know, they need to learn yeah. that language. But then you have to be creative. And you were saying about the kids with the on the cell phones, but you have to learn how to use it, what they have today to kind of captivate their mind. That's something that our education educators have learned to, uh, have failed to learn. Yes, this technology is great, but what can you do to captivate that young person's mind? I tell guys, yeah, you love to play video games, but you ever thought about creating video games, the game that you enjoy, somebody else may enjoy it too. Can you enhance that video game that you're looking at, that app that you always own? that Facebook app or that Twitter app, what can you do to enhance that app? If you had the ability to change that app, what would you do? And young man, man, said, wow, man, I'll do this to it. I'll yeah. do that. Yes, you play John Madden. What could you do to enhance that John Madden game? Or could you create something just as similar to that but have different uh, features on it? You know, you got to be creative with it. And, and that's yeah. something that you ought to do sometime in class. I know you probably do. So, okay, okay, everybody yeah. got a cell phone? What would you do with your cell phone? What do you like to do? And then, you know, they got people that actually do research, and they have a database on what people would like on a phone. You know, you can get a Google, uh, you know, make that a student project. What would you want to do? Okay, you enjoy doing that. What would you do to enhance what the features in which you own? I, I deal with that all the time when I go to juvenile. Little kids say, hey, I like to play these games. Hey, do you know you can make money? Like a game as simple as, uh, as simple as remember Angry Bird. Yeah, I remember I met this guy that was a co-creator of Angry Bird. I set up a computer system for him uh, several years ago, and he said, "Man, little did I know that this little game was gonna take off like that. Little did I know that I was gonna be getting money in my bank account on a daily basis." He said, "I go to sleep at night." With one set of figures and wake up the next day, I have a different set of figures that higher than what I went to sleep on. It's crazy. Man. I don't even have to leave the house. I have everything at my disposal, you know, and I didn't realize that. He said, but yet something is missing. He said, I miss that connectivity with people. I'm surrounded by all this technology, but I'm lonely. And uh, young people, yeah. they're surrounded by all this technology, but they're lonely. And you have to learn how to bridge the gap. You got to learn how to equalize that, you know, Technology with life. It's a balancing act. Too much technology, no good. Too much life is no good. So, what's that balancing act? What's that? In, what's that in between to allow people to live a productive life? Yeah. That's something we have to think about. First thing, we got to get out of here, man. We got to get out of here. Uh, I thank you for being on. I thank Dr. Belinda for coming on, telling us about her foundation that's coming up. They're in the first annual Black Tie event that's going to be held uh, on November the seventh. Uh, I'm sorry, November the 8th. I'm looking at the flyer right now. Please forgive me. And November the 8th here. 
uh, November 9th. I'm sorry. Oh, man, November 9th. So I pledge to ask you to please come on out. We got some stuff on our uh, Facebook page, and please stay in touch. I'm looking forward to going over to John Hurt that he's been looking forward to going downtown and seeing her again. Brother Daniel, thank you once again yeah. for being a, uh, a co-host of the program. Uh, it, you know, the show wouldn't be what it is without you so, and adding your so, input. Uh, and your comments what, on the what show. What street did she say that conference going to be given at? Wasn't it on Skillman? That's going to be on, on Skillman. That's on my neighborhood. Nine, 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 I live right ahead of by Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm going to that. That's it. I'm gonna, okay, I might go take some pictures. <laughs> <laughs> might go Brother take some pictures. Let me, let me close out here. Let me close out. Mm-hmm. Wish Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. Dear Lord, we thank you for what we experienced. We thank you for the guests that came on, dear Lord. We thank you for the line of conversation, dear Lord. How we were discussing the needs of your people, dear Lord. But we know we can't do anything apart from you. We thank you, dear Lord, for calling us faithful, dear Lord, for calling us faithful to the task at hand. Dear Lord, let us not grow weary and well-doing. For let us not thank, dear Lord, because you hold our power in your hand. Dear Lord, we ask you the best. Uh, the BBL Foundation, bless the volunteers and the members. We ask you to get on the resources they need. We thank you, dear Lord, for them having a mindset of your people, dear Lord. Your people are the same, whether on this side of the, of the continent or the other. Your people are the same, dear Lord. They created your image, dear Lord. We serve the same God, dear Lord, that loves each and every one of us. Let us be mindful, dear Lord. That uh, that there's nothing too hard for us. Let us be mindful of reaching to the needs of uh, uh, like-minded peoples, dear Lord, and and support their effort, dear Lord. Dear Lord, let us be a blessing to someone, and in turn, let the blessing fall back on us, dear Lord. But dear Lord, but that all have been said and done. We just give you an amen, hallelujah. Just thanking you for being God, Lord, and King. You'll listen to another great episode of Free on the Inside. We pray for this. This, is a, this program has been archived, so please go back and listen to it and just re, uh, and just reflect on how good God's been to you. Enjoy the balance of your day. Remember, 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 be a blessing to someone, encourage someone, show the love of Christ Jesus to someone, and in turn, it's going to be shown back to you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Stay Amen. Free. Stay free on it. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.